Hello and welcome. I am T. Erica Patterson, the founder of our new female-led society. We're initiating the movement for a female-led society. Right now, you're watching the very beginning of it. And I am introducing some female-led society education so that you can get on board with what I am teaching, what I plan to implement, and why I believe it's important. All of these ideas are just my best ideas for what a society should look like if it was ran by women or what it will look like when it's run by women. And um, everything is not exactly set in stone. You know, I'm, I welcome meeting other uh, female leaders with great ideas who can collaborate with me to improve upon what I've already established and make it better. And of course, I have the concerns of other women in mind as they bring them to me. Of course, I'm considering them to make this world a more peaceful place, but I believe at the basis of everything that I'm teaching, we have enough to establish world peace, but the ideas that I have are so radical. So we're gonna go through them one by one. We're gonna talk about each of my ideas, why I believe is important. You can have a discussion. You can always send questions over um, via the link in the um, description box. But today we're gonna talk about the most important foundation for leadership in our new female-led society, I've established 15 principles of feminine power. What's feminine power? It is that innate ability for a woman of a woman that women have that makes them majestic and powerful. You ever meet a woman, you're just like, wow, in awe of her? Because she does her thing in life. She's, she's brilliant. She's amazing. She's strong. She's all those things you wish you could be. Or maybe she's some of those things that you recognize in yourself and you're just like, hey, go ahead, sister. Well, that's feminine power. How do those women make decisions in life? What are they thinking? Well, I've had the opportunity to study some of the most strong women um, that I've ever encountered. Women who were leaders of their relationships and their husbands respected them so much that they stepped aside and said, you know what, this woman is so smart, I'm going to follow her lead. What kind of personalities did they have? What did they establish as far as their core characteristics in order to help them to become this strong? Well, I believe that they and myself were guided by certain principles when they make decisions. And I'm not talking about a powerful woman meaning controlling. A powerful woman is not a controlling woman. Uh, feminine power is not about control. It's not about domination. It's not about forcing somebody to do what you want, manipulating somebody by giving them a guilt trip or telling them how sad you are and none of these things. Powerful women don't have to do that. They get what they want or they adjust and get something else. It's not that serious. They're not trying to win everything. But, you know, we'll go into that, that a little bit later. For now, I really want to talk about the 15 principles of feminine power. And I want to discuss each one of them so that you'll know exactly what, how to handle situations. So the reason I want people to understand what these 15 principles of feminine power are, you can hear me leafing through the books because I have the book, a manifesto for a female-led society right in front of me. And I'm trying to find it, turn this to the page, it's page six. And um, if I believe that if each woman were to learn these 15 principles of feminine power, it would enrich her life greatly. 
Because if you can make decisions that are not based on greed, selfishness, when you can understand certain things about the world, then you don't have to react emotionally. If you can follow these principles of feminine power, you will very likely become a leader in your own life and to those around you. So let's talk about them. This is 15 principles of feminine power, wisdom for leaders. Number one, all loss is temporary and so is victory. What does that mean? That truly means that Anytime you lose something, you can't be devastated by it because no loss is permanent. So say you might lose your home, you're going to get another one. Say you might lose your partner, you're going to get another one. There's nothing that you can lose that can't be replaced. So there's no reason to be devastated by those things that you feel are leaving your life, your life has to adjust itself. Your life has to change. It has to be transitioned. It has to be lost in, in order for you to get better or move on. So anytime you're facing a loss in your life or something feels like it's going away, it's only making room for you to grow. And that's what this whole experience is about. It's about joy, adventure, growth. So there's no reason to look at loss. That's painful. It's not painful. It's a part of life. Life is about transition. So this is a part of it. What about the second part? It said all loss is temporary and so is victory. Ooh, so on the flip side of that, victory. So when you lose and it's temporary, you're going to be replaced with something. And when you win and guess what? It's going to be replaced with something else too. You're not going to ride that wave, the top of the wave for your entire life. So it's very important to understand that even if I'm riding high, eventually I'm going to come crashing down. Not to say that your life is going to devastate you and you're just going to be thrown around by, by life circumstances, but there's always going to be something to deal with, something to change, something to grow, something to um, to take care of, a problem, another problem to solve. All loss is temporary and so is victory. Life is going to be a cycle. Accept it. The sooner you can ex accept it, the more poised you'll be in life, the happier you'll be in life, and the better you'll be at dealing with those random situations that occur. Like, oh, here we go again. All right, I know I'm going to get through this because all life, all loss is temporary. And so is victory. It's a cycle. You'll be all right. Let's move on. I do what is right versus what is right for me. Hmm. This principle is very important. When you're a smart leader, when you're a smart woman and you have a decision to make, it might come to a decision where you're thinking, ooh, this would make me happy. But when you're a leader, it's not about you. When you're a leader, you have people who are looking up to you and they are you're responsible for them. So you have to make the decision that's best for the group versus what is right for you. And that's very easy to do if you're a truly powerful woman because usually what's right for you, when people were thinking about what's right for me, what's right for me, the reason they're thinking about that is because they experienced a time in their life where they felt they weren't winning so much and they're upset by it. But when you've had your chance and your time of winning a lot, you realize winning is not all that amazing. To me, winning is the same thing as losing because you still got to start over again and, and create a new goal. To me, it's like solitaire. You know how you play solitaire. Whether you win or lose, you still got to start a new game. 
So that's why I don't put so much leverage around winning. Winning um, love, winning a job, winning a, a goal. Okay, yeah, I do want to achieve all my goals, and I usually do. But whether it happens quickly or not, it doesn't devastate me anymore. Why? Because I don't have to win. Therefore, when I'm making a decision and I'm like, okay, what's the best thing? I could think of what's best for me. Because in, in my um, rational mind, I want to I wanna win. I want to make myself the most comfortable. I want to come out on top. I want to be the one that's admired. But a truly powerful woman doesn't need all that. <laughs> She's looking out for the best interest of those who, serve, who she serves as a leader too. So she do what's right. She does what's right for them versus what is right for her. Number three, better to stand alone than when compromising company. Compromising company, what's that? That's people who compromise on on their values. You know your values. You know what you stand for. You know where we're trying to go with this female-led society. If you're trying to be a part of it, that's fine. Stay there. But then you have a bunch of people around you who could never uphold these ideals. You know you're going to be a wise leader. They're not going to be wise leaders and you know it. Why would you be in their company? It's better to stand alone than with people who make you compromise your values. Don't compromise your vision for fun. Don't compromise your responsibility to yourself and your community and your ability to be a leader for people who just want to be flakes. Don't be in compromising companies. Set a standard for yourself and don't feel bad about it. If you're ever wondering, should I date this person? Should I hang around this person? Should I regard this person's opinion? Think about what, what the, where their values are. Where are they headed? If they're not headed where you're headed, you need to cut them off. You need to um, distance yourself from them because their, their flakiness, their inability to, to challenge themselves and move forward is going to end up rubbing off on you. And that's not going to be good. Number four. When darkness falls, I am the light. Oh, wow. This one is very important. This is important because during those times where things seem to be crashing all, all down all around you, as a leader, you cannot allow yourself to get swept up in the emotion of the loss. Remember, when we go back to the first principle of feminine power, all loss is temporary. So we know that now. So when darkness falls, darkness means um, things are happening. You don't know what to do. You're confused. Um, everybody seems to be devastated around you. It seems like there's no hope. Guess what? You have to be the light. You're the leader. When you're feeling in, in that moment where you're feeling de desperate, if you're feeling like you don't know what to do, if you're feeling confused, if you're feeling frustrated, tired, I don't know. I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. I'm so sad. You have to remember your role as a leader and your role is to be the light. You better come up with something in your mind to provide light to those who follow you. Because they're looking to you as an example of how they should react to the situation. If you want to be devastated and fall all out, they're going to do the same thing. Stand up, be the light in every dark situation. Number five, life is not a test. I am fearless. Life is not a test is my signature 
mantra, my signature saying, because once I realized that life wasn't a test, I stopped being so hard on myself about my progress because I'm very much well aware of my capabilities, my intelligence, and my drive. So I figure if I have all of these skills and all of this drive, I should be somewhere else, but it wasn't happening that way. (laughs) And I was like, what's going on with me? And I was mad at myself, but why? Life is not a test. I'm doing my best. I'm having a good time along the way. I'm doing okay. But life is not a test. There's a second part to it. It says, I am fearless. So in remembering that life is not a test and that you can't really get it wrong, you can't really fail at life, I am fearless reminds you that if you can't really fail at life, why don't you go for the gusto? If you have a decision to make in your life, I don't really know if I can do that. That seems like a dream that's too big or... I don't think that person could want me. Why would I ask them out on a date? Well, you can't fail at life and be fearless about it in everything you do. When you're setting the goal, when you're trying to achieve something and people are watching you, do the biggest thing you can think of. Go for the gusto. I am attempting to create world peace through the development of a female-led society. How outrageous is that? But I'm going to try. Life is not a test. I am fearless. Understand it. Number six, I have an instinct to protect. For some reason, if I'm walking down the street and I see a young lady and I feel that she's uncomfortable, if she's sad or if she's being harassed by a man, I feel that I have to jump in and say something or do something. It's an instinct to want to protect the young ladies. That's a feminine principle that all leaders should adopt. If people are looking to you for leadership, you should be their protector. Don't be manipulated by their tears and all that silly stuff because I'm definitely not manipulated because I understand that women and anybody will use the pity party to get you to take care of them when they could be taking care of themselves. You have discernment. You can see who needs help and who doesn't. And you have an instinct to protect them And that instinct should always be there. It shouldn't be, oh, well, you know what? They got to figure it out. Well, you know what? These people are looking to you for leadership. You should not let any harm come to them emotionally, financially, physically. If you can avoid it or you can warn them and help them avoid it, then you should do that. It doesn't mean that they're your personal responsibility. But if you have a, a chance to say, hey, You're making a mistake here and this is what's going to happen. You do that. You do your best. Number seven, see the problem, fix the problem. Oh my goodness, this is definitely wisdom for leaders because most people will just sit there and complain about how others aren't fixing the problem, about how how a horrible world we're living in. Look at what they're doing. Look what they're doing to us. Look at the patriarchy. Look Look at the men. Look at this. Look at that. Look at the politicians. Nobody will actually do anything besides send out hopes and prayers. Hopes, prayers, and complaints. But a true leader will see the problem and do something to fix it. You may not be able to hold the whole river back, but you might put up a barricade. You might not be able to fix the problem by yourself, but you'll set something in motion A true leader tries to fix the problem. 
does something besides a hope and a prayer. That's when you can tell a person is a leader. When they don't walk by the problem and say, I hope somebody fix that. When they take the opportunity, the chance, or they see it as their responsibility rather to fix it. That's a leader. Number eight, live with greed, perish in need. Wow, this is important. I included this one because I was reading about a woman who was a hoarder. And she was trying to keep everything to herself. In fact, when you think about people who have those personalities where they want, 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 for some reason, they have a need that they're trying to fill with all the things that they want. So it's not that they're going to perish in need as far as being financially stricken by poverty, but their need is that need that they're trying to fulfill by Satisfying their greed is never going to go away. So if you're a person who's greedy and need have every person admire you, every man to want you, everything to be to be owned by you, you have a need you're trying to fulfill and that need is never going to be quenched by those things you're trying to collect. The best thing to do in that situation is recognize what's happening and get yourself to the point where you understand that your life will be okay if you never get any of those things you're yearning for. I'll be okay if I don't win. I'll be okay if nobody loves me. I'll be okay if I don't eat this food. I'll be okay if I don't look this slim. I'll be okay. And then you won't perish with the need to satisfy your greed. Does that make sense? Number nine, love is easy and feels free. This is wisdom for leaders. When you feel loved by a person, it sets you free. It doesn't feel like bondage. It doesn't feel like being in control. It doesn't feel like controlling someone. It doesn't feel hurtful. It's easy and it makes you feel free. If you're ever wondering, is this the right situation for me? Is this where I belong? Is it easy? Does it make you feel free? If it doesn't make you feel like that, if it's not easy going where you're walking in like, okay, this is nice, then it's not for you. Your job is love. You are love. You are the definition of love. You're walking love. So your life should be easy and feeling free. Anything other than that means you're not in the right place. Number 10, consistent effort multiplies. Okay, here we are. We're making effort towards our goals. The more effort we make, it multiplies. Very simple. The more you love someone, the more love they have to give. The more it goes out into the world. The more, the more you try to lose weight or try to, to gain understanding, the more it comes back to you. The effort that you put in multiplies out into the world and back into you. So put out as put out what you want to receive. Multiply always. Number eleven, a legend enriches the legacy. Oh, this one is important because it'll come to a point in your leadership and your journey as a leader 
that you'll realize that you're making a huge impact on those who follow you. When you make a huge impact on those who follow you, you're going to understand that you're going to be remembered beyond your lifetime. The words that you speak will be revered. So if you're entering into legend status because you've been so awesome as a leader, think about what you're putting out into the world. If you're going to be a legend, be a legend for something good. It enriches the legacy. A legend enriches the legacy. What you're leaving behind needs to be improvement on what was already there. Don't leave behind selfishness. Don't leave behind greed. Don't leave behind hatred. Make sure your legacy enriches the legacy. Make sure as a legend, you enrich your legacy. You make it better. Number 12, I speak clearly so that they can please me. As a leader, people can't follow your directions unless you tell them what you want. You have to know what you want first. And then you have to be bold enough to say it. This is what I want. This is what I think. Don't second guess yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Okay, maybe people don't listen. That's fine. You said it. You give a person a chance to please you by saying, you can do this for me. If they don't want to do it, you can't force them. Don't think it's a reflection on you. It's just that they don't want to serve you. They can go find somebody else. You know how you're going to take care of them. You know how, how well of a leader that you are. If they don't appreciate it, they don't want it. Let them go play with other people. But you should always speak clearly, express what you want. This is how you can please me. This is what you can do to make me happy. This is what I like. To give others the opportunity to please you, to follow your directions, to join your tribe. Always speak clearly and don't be afraid to say what you want, no matter how they'll take it. You'll only be able to identify your tribe by saying what you want and those who like Giving what you have, what you're asking for, will follow you. Everyone else will go find their other, their place. Number 13, power is choosing for myself. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. So many times I ask people, um, what do you want? I don't know. So you're powerless now? Your power is actually insane, speaking clearly, like we said in the previous principle, but also choosing for yourself because you can never you can never blame what happened on someone else when you choose for yourself and they can't take the credit my power lies in the fact that I choose for myself I'm going to do this this is what I want I do like you I do want you I do want this I don't I don't want to go there and saying it and sticking with it and not allowing anybody to tell you to try to talk you out of how you feel or what you want. When you choose for yourself, you're being powerful. And don't allow anybody to talk you out, out of what you want for their sake. Fuck them. Okay. Number 14. Patience is my investment in my dream. Yes, this is definitely wisdom for leaders. Because no matter what you plant, no matter what you, the seeds you put out there, 
it's going to take time for them to grow. Just last night, I was thinking about the fact that I am just getting started with this movement for a female-led society, and I've worked on projects before that have taken years to complete. My last project took six years to complete. Before that, it took four months of hard work, and I thought it would take one month. So I'm always starting these big projects, not knowing when they'll end or how difficult life will be during it. And I was thinking about that last night. Like, here you go again, but you're trying to start a worldwide movement. And I cried thinking, what are you about to get into doing this? How difficult is this going to be? Why are you always giving yourself such huge projects? And then I thought to myself, this is what my life is. I keep choosing it. And I've been through other projects before. I can get through this one. And you got to start somewhere. So I have to be patient with myself. And I said to myself, just go. Just start. Just keep pushing. Take a break when necessary. But be patient with the process. You can't decide that you're going to have a female-led society. And you're going to start a movement and expect it to happen in two weeks. It may take a year, it may take two years, it may take 10 years. Are you willing to keep going? Why not? Why not? Let's see. Let's see. Let's keep going. Let's see. This is my biggest, most ambitious project yet. Why not? The reward will be world peace. And that's what we're going for. So let's let's see if it can happen. And the last principle of feminine power, women must be seen and heard. That's so important. If you're a woman and you felt invisible, if you're a woman and you tried to express your feelings and nobody listened or they were negating you, oh, you're, you're, you don't feel like that. Oh, that's not true. I've gotten a lot of that in the past and I've had to let go of a, a lot of friends because of that. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm telling you this is how I feel, how dare you tell me that I'm not supposed to feel that way? I don't care if you agree with it or not. This is my feeling. I don't need your correction. I don't need your instruction. I don't need your guidance. You're not my leader. If I say this is how I feel, this is how I feel, you just respect it and say, okay, I understand that. But that wasn't what was happening. When you're a woman, you have to make sure that you are seen and heard. That means if you say no, that means no. That means if you raise your hand, they call on you. You don't put your hand down. You don't shrink yourself. When you say you don't want something, you don't want it. You're not accepting it anyway if they try to give it to you anyway. You must be seen and heard. And that means speaking up for other women too who are a little bit less confident, a little bit more timid. You make sure that they're seen and heard too. You're a leader. So these are my 15 principles of feminine power. If any woman or man wants to be a stronger, more confident leader, more effective leader that's going to help bring about the world peace that a female-led society will bring, they study these principles, implement them into their lives, into their heart, they will be a very big and vibrant part of this movement for a female-led society. So. I thank you so much for joining me. I thank you so much for studying um, this female-led society education. 
We have so much more coming. Make sure you subscribe, stay tuned, listen, leave a comment, tell me how you're feeling. Visit femaleadsociety.org, leave a donation if you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you want to be a part of it. Thank you very much. I am Tierica Patterson, and I'll talk to you soon.